بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما وألحقنا بعبادك الصالحين أما بعد الحمد لله in tonight's recitation initially many verses were recited in which Allah سبحانه وتعالى informs the ummah via Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam of events that transpired with Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam and his nation, the Bani Israel. And the purpose of these events that are quoted to us in the Qur'an is not merely for purposes of storytelling. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Qur'an, وَكُلَّنَّ نَقُصُّ عَلَيْكَ مِنْ أَنْبَاءِ الرُّسُولِ مَا نُثَبِّتُ بِهِ فُؤَادَكَ Amongst the primary functions of these stories, is to strengthen the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Because when he experiences the difficulty with the Quraysh and the people that he was sent to, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows him how the Bani Israel interacted with Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam. When Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam would say one thing to them, they would say ten back. If he would give them an injunction, they would question it. In fact, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi sallam warned the ummah that before Qiyamah, لَتَتَّبِعُنَّ سَنَنَ مَنْ كَانَ قَبْلَكُمْ حَذْوَ النَّعْلِ بِالنَّعْلِ You will emulate and most certainly follow the ways of the people before you, referring to the Bani Israel, Yahud and Nasara. حَذْوَ النَّعْلِ بِالنَّعْلِ The way one shoe resembles the other shoe, the right and the left, the way they resemble one another, this is how my Ummah will try to resemble and emulate the people before them. حَتَّى لَوْ دَخَلَ أَحَدُهُمْ to the extent that if one of them happened to crawl for purposes of adventure into the hole of an iguana, a lizard, of my ummah there will be people who will also want to do it to follow them. So we were warned these habits and characteristics of the nation before the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa have been highlighted in the Qur'an so that we may reflect and ponder. We hear in the past few nights we, we heard وَإِلَىٰ ثَمُودَ أَخَاهُمْ صَالِحًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to Thamud Sayyidina Salih alayhi salam وَإِلَىٰ عَادٍ أَخَاهُمْ هُودًا to the nation of Aad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Sayyidina Hud alayhi salam وَإِلَىٰ مَدْيَنَ أَخَاهُمْ شُعَيْبًا so the various nations and all their mistakes were highlighted in the Qur'an not for purposes of just information for us to reflect and ensure that we do not fall into the same folly and pitfalls that these nations fell into. So all of them, they were presented with tawheed and belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and then they re rejected the message of the Nabi that was sent to them. And they also rebelled in various forms of disobedience and transgression. So the nation of Aad, they were physically strong they depended, they depended on their physical strength and they regarded this a means of their pride. And this was part of them rebelling against the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah destroyed them according to that evil trait that they displayed against the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the type of adab that came also. Allah sent a wind that struck them and lifted them and threw them against the mountains. The nation of, of Thamud to, towards whom Sayyidina Salih alayhi salam was sent they were experts in engineering and craftsmen. They designed what we see in common day like Petra and the northern area of Hijaz in Madain Salih. 
a place which is being inhabited uh, now by the current uh, uh, regime in that country. So uh, Rasulullah sallallahu in fact, when he passed by the, in a hadith, when Nabi sallallahu was on, on his route to Tabuk, the expedition of Tabuk, he passed by Madain Salih, the northern part of Saudi Arabia. And he told the Sahaba radiallahu anhum, lower your heads and move quickly past this place. This is a place where adab came. This is another place where you will wander and enjoy and look at it and have, have fun. Because adab of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala descended, this is not a place for enjoyment and entertainment, contrary to what we are seeing today. So this nation, they thought that the previous nation was destroyed with the wind. So therefore we'll craft our homes inside mountains. How is the wind going to destroy us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends an angel to shriek and scream and their hearts and brains burst and they are destroyed in that way. There's no need for a wind. These are just the means that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of any of these means. And the nation of Sayyidina Lut alayhi salam, they were engaged in indecency and immorality. The worst form thereof, which is being emulated and replicated in our day and age. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't send one adab for them. That's the amazing thing the Mufassirin say. That the nation of Sayyidina Nuh salam, they were destroyed with a flood. The nation of Sayyidina Salih salam, with the scream of an angel. The nation of, of Hud salam, with the wind. But the nation of indecency and immorality, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent five types of adab on them. Five types of adab. Besides the kufr that they made and their disbelief, because of being indecent, Nabi sallallahu says, al iman Modesty and bashfulness is a part of your iman. If a person is shy, it's a means, it's a sign that the iman is strong. And the trait of kufr is to, to, be, in, to be immodest. And I don't care, I'll, I'll, I'll do what I want to. Just do it. So five types of adab came on the nation of Sayyidina Lut alayhi salam. The ulama say, أَخَذَتْهُمُ الرَّجْفَةِ An earthquake. Also an angel to scream and shriek Like the, the adab that came on the nation of Thamud Jibreel alayhi salam came and gestured towards them And all of them instantly became blind Before the actual adab descended Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said We turned them upside down To the extent that in a hadith it is mentioned That Jibreel alayhi salam dug into the ground lifted them up into the heavens until the malaika could hear the sounds of the dogs and the chickens of the nation of Lut السلام, and then he turned them upside down the area where we commonly find the Dead Sea in between Jordan and Palestine that in, in, in Arabic is called Aghwar that's the lowest part below sea level on the face of the earth so after it was smashed down, that's the water which is on top. And we go there for swimming and entertainment and say, you, can, you don't drown in that water because there's too much salt. It's a place of adab. So, The fifth adab was that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after they were smashed onto the ground, they were rained upon with rain of stones. So when these incidents are mentioned in the Qur'an Kareem, he said, oh, this is what happened to these people. No, we need to see. If we fall victim to the arrogance of, of, of Ad, then we are waiting or we should anticipate the same type of retribution from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
If we depend on our intelligence and transgress against Allah, then the adab which came towards Thamud can come towards us as well. And if immorality and indecency creeps into the ummah to the extent in which it, which it has, then we should also expect the type of difficulty which came on the nation of Sayyidina Lut Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhum states in a hadith, مَا فَشَ الزِّنَا فِي قَوْمٍ إِلَّا فَشَ الْقَتْلُ فِيهِمْ That any nation in which fornication and adultery and zina becomes common, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows death and murder to become common. It will be the law and the order of the day. So many of the circumstances we find ourselves in is because of the a'mal which we are engaging in. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore has given us these lessons. I was going to touch on the story of Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam. Just one verse and we'll conclude because of our time. When Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam was being persecuted and his nation, the Bani Israel, were being persecuted in Egypt, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam said to his people, Ista'inu billahi wasbihu. Turn to Allah for help and be patient. At the time of difficulty, it is not a time to complain. It is a time to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your conditions of happiness are from Allah and conditions of difficulty are also from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They said, what was the reply to them, to Musa alayhi salam, Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam? They said, Oh Musa, you just tell us, just do ibadat and make dua and make sabr. We had taklif before you came and now after you, yeah, no difference. You are the Nabi of Allah. Sometimes these type of statements comes on the tongues of Muslims as well. That the Muslims are in so much difficulty, there's so much turmoil in the world. If Islam is on haqq, how come Allah doesn't accept our dua? Why don't earthquake come and destroy these kuffar and those kuffar? It doesn't work that way, respected brothers. Sayyidina Musa salam knew the system of Allah. So he encourages his people, Ista'inu billahi wasbiru. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for help, be firm. Make a qibla in your house and perform salah. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We are not regular with our salah. We are not practicing the level of haya and decency that Rasulullah sallallahu has taught us. We are not loyal when it comes to our amana and our trust. We are not honest in our dealings. Then which type of assistance are we expecting from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Nabi sallallahu says there's a man who, who is in a pitiful state. He's a musafir, a traveler. He's disheveled hair and dusty clothing, a very pitiful state. And in all those states, his dua is worthy of being accepted. And he says, Ya Rabbi, Oh my Rabb, Oh Allah, I need your help. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, in reply, or Rasulullah says regarding this person, Malbasuhu haram. The clothing he is wearing is from impermissible income. It's haram. The things he eats are haram. What he drinks is haram. Anna yustajabu lahu. How does he expect his dua to be accepted? He is in difficulty. He is in a pitiful state. He is making dua, but he has placed barriers around him and the acceptance of his dua. So sometimes it is our own doing, respected brothers. Like Qari Yusuf mentioned the other night, the importance of eating halal. So we're not eating halal. Or we're going to a restaurant where we know they serve haram. It's, it, owns, it is owned by kuffar. They use alcohol in some, of their, in some of their meals. And we say, no, I'm asking for another dish. Which world are we living in, respected brothers? Which world? 
Imam al-Ghazali says, Ijtinabu qatratin wahida min as-sum To protect yourself from one, one drop of poison. Afdalu min shurbi alfi jarratin min al-asal. It is better than drinking a thousand jars of honey for, for, for medicinal purposes. So better than taking a thousand bottles of honey with an ear of shifa, stay away from one drop of poison. We go to a place and then, in fact, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, amongst the signs of Qiyamah, you'll find people making haram things halal and just change the name. So you'll call it halal friendly. Or say that no, they're not serving alcohol to the Muslim customers. Or I know the owner. And then we have a difficulty in our life and we say, Mawlana make dua, we want a ta'wiz. How is that going to help? Anna yustajabu lahu. How will that help respective brothers? So Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam taught his nation, and this is a teaching of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, at the time of difficulty, first make sure there's no barriers between you and the acceptance of your dua. And how do we know if that difficulty is adab or it's a test from Allah? That's also a question. Because a difficulty can be punishment from Allah or it can be a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how do we distinguish between the two? If at the time of the difficulty, a person finds himself in the disobedience of Allah, and when the difficulty happens, he is complaining, then this is adab from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if at the time of difficulty, this person is turning to Allah and repenting to Allah and asking Allah for help and trying to give sadaqah and trying to do those a'mal which draw the mercy of Allah, then that is a sign that this is to elevate his stages and this is a test to benefit him in the akhirah. So every test is not to punish a person. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, مَا يُصِيبُ الْمُسْلِمَ مِن نَصَبٍ وَلَا وَصَبٍ وَلَا أَذَنٍ حَتَّى الشَّوْكَةَ يُشَاكُهَا إِلَّا كَفَّرَ اللَّهُ مِنْ خَطَايَاهُ أو كما قال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام A Muslim, a person, a believer is not afflicted with any type of grief, any type of worry, any type of anxiety or stress even to the extent of the pricking of a thorn, except that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expiates and pardons from his sins. Any little difficulty, you're having a runny nose, you have a body ache, you have any type of difficulty you experience, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa says, this year is part of your sins being forgiven, but you need to regard it to be such. Let us not complain, respected brothers. Ista'inu billahi wasbiru. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all tawfiq. And as we daily remind our brothers and sisters, abundantly recite the shahada, istighfar, ask Allah for jannah and protection from the fire of jahannam, which we will do just thrice now, inshaAllah. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, astaghfirullah. اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفر الله اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أستغفر الله اللهم إني أسألك الجنة وأعوذ بك من النار أنا ريمايندا أجن for us to renew our intentions for tomorrow's third fast of the month of Ramadan, inshallah, so that we can get the full reward of this fast for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah grant us all tawfiq. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Allahumma a'inna ala dhikrika wa shukrika wa husni ibadatik. Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta al-sami'ul alima tub alayna innaka anta al-tawabu al-rahim. Wa sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Wa salamun ala al-mursaleen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.